You see, the issue is not can you have influence. It's with whom and what kind of influence that you're having. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Mebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. I want to talk about stewardship for a minute. Now, stewardship, I don't really like the word. It sounds like an old word. In fact, it is an old English word that means management. And a little more modern version of stewardship that I would like it, it was what Elvis used to call TCB. How many knows what that is? What is that? Taking care of business. That's right. The truth is our Father God, who is responsible for everything that we have, He expects us to be good stewards or managers of what He's given us. Now, I haven't always been a very good steward with money when I was a little boy. I was, I was, if I was given any money, I would run down to the corner store and buy an RC cola and a corny dog. <laughs> and my brother would always uh, usually save his money, but I love corny dogs. I still have to resist the urge to buy one every time I pass a Sonic drive-in. But most of the time, we think stewardship is just about managing our money. But you see, it's much more than that. It's just as important to be a good steward with other things in our life as it is with our money. And God requires us to be good stewards with everything that we have control of. That's how he can fulfill his purpose for our life. How many know that God has a purpose for your life? You know, the Lord didn't create anything without a purpose. Even though I'm pretty sure that mosquitoes and guacamole came pretty close to being an accident. Because I'm not sure that they have a purpose. <laughs> but, let, but God definitely has a purpose for you. And one of the most important things that we have to be a good steward with is our influence. And influence is the power to affect how someone else acts or thinks or feels. God actually commands us to use our influence for good. The Lord said, let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your father who is in heaven. So he was saying, don't hide the truth from the people. Don't hide it. Share it. The Lord tells the disciples, you are the salt of the earth. Why, why would he say that? Well, what does salt do? It seasons. It preserves. To most of us, it improves the food. So being the salt of the earth means we're supposed to make a difference in those we come in contact with and those that we mix with. God also expects us to be the influencer and not the influencee. The word says in Jeremiah that we are to influence them and don't let them influence you. And we hate to admit it, but we know that we let the world sometimes influence us. I mean, what does it say that the best movie 45 years ago was The Sound of Music? 25 years ago, the best movie was Chariots of Fire. Do you remember that one? 
Now, the most popular movies the last few years is about teenage vampires and a boy wizard named Harry. So what can we do to be a steward of influence? We can start by recognizing who our circle of influence is. Practically everyone we come in contact with can be influenced in some way. Our family, our friends, co-workers, neighbors. You see, the issue is not can you have influence. It's with whom and what kind of influence that you're having. And then we have to develop our skills of influence. And you can get these skills by reading the word and by praying for wisdom. If only more politicians would try this method of influencing people, I think they'd be more successful. The word says, for the Lord gives wisdom and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. And finally, if we want to make a difference in the world by influencing people, we can take a stand on the things that matter. We need to realize that what we do speaks much louder than what we say. Many people aren't influenced by what they hear as much as by what they see. Some people are hard to get to. I know a lot of people that are hard to get to. There's an old saying, some people's minds are like concrete. They're thoroughly mixed up and permanently set. (laughs) Our friend Brent will understand that one. It's in the concrete business. But those hard-to-get-to people will have to see you live a righteous life before before you can influence them. So here's the point. So being a good steward isn't just about managing your financial affairs. It's about appreciating the goodness and blessings of God so much that it becomes your personal mission statement that you want to share with the world. And I believe that when we prove we can be good stewards over some of what God has given us, and when we desire to be good stewards with all God has given us, then that's when God wants to give us more of everything for us to be good stewards over. Do you look up to people who always have a great attitude? Stay right there to learn how to always look on the bright side regarding challenging issues in life. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. What's less than two inches big, fully rechargeable, and comes in three sporty colors? It's Nebo Tools Micro Pocket Light. Impossibly bright and unbelievably small, the Micro features six unique light modes, including the 400 lumen turbo mode and three LED color lighting options, red, green, and white light, to accommodate any situation. The Micro is small enough to conceal in your hand or fit on your key ring. This powerful pocket light even comes with a stainless steel necklace chain to keep this light with you wherever you go. Choose red, black, or silver to match your personal style. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the tiny yet powerful micro pocket light at batteries plus bulbs outlets in hardware stores everywhere and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. But first I want to talk about our attitude. Don't you just admire people who always have a great attitude? I mean, you know, you know people, we all know people who just seem to always look at things on the bright side. 
I mean, I like this. I like this attitude right here. Two giraffes are standing on the deck of Noah's Ark. They're looking out over nothing but water. Finally, one giraffe speaks. Wasn't this couple's cruise a great idea? I love that attitude. And that's what I want to talk about, uh, our attitude, but I want to talk about our attitudes with money. Because it's easy to get off track when it comes to money. And when that happens, we sometimes create a money monster that overpowers our life. So what are some of the signs that a money monster is sticking his head up in your life? Well, I'll give you a few. If you're taking unnecessary risk with your money by chasing every get-rich scheme or just gambling period, it's a sign that things could be out of whack. And if you deny yourself basic needs and small luxuries because you're afraid you'll run out of money, well, it's a sign that you may have an unhealthy issue. And if you indulge your every whim with money or credit cards because you've already figured out that you'll never get ahead anyway, it's a sign that you have a wrong perspective on what money is all about. And if you're fantasizing about a new house or a new car, or you're always talking about someone else's new house or new car, then I'm afraid the money monster has already entered the room. And... This is important. If you're making excuses for not paying your tithes, then it's a clear sign that the money monster is taking control of your life. You see, there's just all kinds of unhealthy and destructive ways that this money monster can enter our life. Sometimes we need to be pinched. Someone's got to say, what in the world are you thinking? Today, that somebody's going to be me, even though I have to tell you. I've had plenty of dealings with the money monster myself. So what I'm going to tell you today is certainly a reminder to me to keep the money monster out of my own life. You see, as a young man, I didn't have the right perspective on money because I thought it was a completely admirable trait to be pursuing money and success with everything that was in me. And I actually believed that it made up for not fulfilling my responsibilities as things such as a husband or as a, as a father. And as I learned painfully that there's a difference between pursuing a goal and being obsessed with it. You see, obsession is an act of selfishness because everything has to become second to it. So I believe the answer is to attack the money monster and to do it this way. We start by proclaiming this very well-known but powerful word. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Say that with me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Today's version of that could be, the Lord is my banker. I have everything I need. And you say, I can't help it. It seems so natural to want things. Well, it is natural until you put all your trust in the Lord. And then you'll find that you want less of anything but what he has for you. The word says that when we want things, that money can buy too much, that it, be, it, it can become our master. It says no one can serve two masters. You can't serve both God and money. So to serve God, you absolutely have 
to put money in the right place. We have to be honest with ourselves. And we have to acknowledge that God is more important than our money. More important than the money in the bank. More important than our pursuit of it. And more important than our lack of it. The Apostle Paul said this. He said, I've learned how to be happy whether I have much or little. I've learned the secret of living in every situation. And I think we we all have to admit that we let money problems affect our attitudes and our moods. But when we do that, we're letting money be our master. And when we do that, we're letting the monster, the money monster, take control. Paul was trying to teach us something. He was trying to say that money issues are a fact of life. And it's a test that we all have to pass. You know, when we have the right perspective on money... We want to be obedient with our tithing. Because we know it belongs to God whether we think we have enough left over for us or not. And we want to give it to Him. And when we do, we immediately enjoy the benefit of some very powerful promises. One of them is, by being obedient, you're blessed. You're favored by God. And the Word says He will rebuke the devourer on our behalf. That means he'll squash the money, the money monster for you. Another promise is one I tell you all the time. According to Malachi, our obedience opens the floodgates of heaven to blessings so great we can't even handle it. Did you know that if you took the first four books of the New Testament, the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that one out of every ten verses deals with money? And did you know that There are 500 verses in the Bible on prayer. There's less than 500 verses in the Bible on faith. But there's over 2,000 verses on money and possessions in the Bible. You see, God knows this is important. And you see, our attitude about money is critical if we're going to live an overcoming Christian life. So, I need to ask you today. Is there a money monster working his way into your life? And if he's getting the best of you, he's just got to go. You may have heard of John Wesley, the famous English evangelist in the, in the 1700s. He was so determined to make the point that everything he had belonged to God that he said this. He said, when I die, if I leave behind me just $10, you and all mankind may bear witness against me that I have died a thief and a robber. When we put God first and we just simply trust him, the money monster dies. And that's when we'll find ourselves in a place where amazing things will happen in Jesus' name. Did you know that there are blessings that come from being a good steward over your finances? Stay right where you are to learn three simple steps to gain control of your finances. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Sometimes you discover something that's so ultra cool and handy that it just screams, you need this. Meet the Nebo Tools Slim. This is a thin, ergonomic, rechargeable pocket light that puts out 500 lumens of intense bright light. This isn't like any flashlight you've ever seen, and it's shaped like your cell phone. A task light and flashlight, the Slim fits, hangs, or sits just about anywhere. Fully dimmable with power memory recall. The ultra cool Slim pocket light features a pocket clip, collapsible hanging hook, and powerful magnet base for convenient hands-free lighting. This light will prove so handy. 
candy that you don't want to go anywhere without it. The Slim, just one of the many reasons why Nebo is the leader in lighting innovation. Find Nebo tools, intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the ultra cool and handy Slim at batteries plus bulbs outlets and hardware stores everywhere and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order. At work, home, or play, for the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. I don't know about you, or maybe it is just me, but does it seem like there's just never enough money? Do you feel like you're just out there trying to make a living, but the pressure to take care of everything from health care to taxes, which is coming up, is just overwhelming? Does anybody feel like that? Well, I want to tell you that the pressure that you're feeling is so common that just about all of us can relate to it. In fact, speaking of taxes reminds me of a story about a businessman who's on his deathbed. He calls his best friend over and says, I want you to promise me that when I die, you will have my remains cremated. Okay, says his friend, what do you want me to do with your ashes? And the businessman says, just put them in an envelope and mail them to the IRS and write on the envelope, now you have everything. Well, it's true, too many of us are so used to living in this constant financial pressure cooker to the point where at times there's a feeling of hopelessness that we'll never know an easier time. Well, God knows I don't have the secret for working out all your financial issues this morning, but I do know that while God uses money to test us and to see how spiritually mature we are, He doesn't want us to be drowning financially, and he's given us several very useful bits of wisdom through his word to relieve this pressure and stabilize our finances. It's very simple. The first thing we need to do is understand what our real financial situation is. And to do that, we have to be willing to apply some math to it. We can't get it under control until we resolve our current status. The word says, know the state of your flocks and herds. Now, back then when they wrote this, everybody was a farmer or a rancher. Okay? But I relate to this because we have two dogs that cost almost as much to raise as our kids did. That's our flock. Okay, but once we understand our current situation then the next thing we have to do is to plan our spending, and this is easier said than done. But you have to realize that because financial freedom is rarely based on income, but it's based on what we spend. If we have bad spending habits, then it doesn't matter how much we make. Proverbs says, plan carefully, but if you act too quickly, you'll never have enough. Now, to do this, we have to identify our spending weaknesses. Now, this is going to hit home because most of us have spending weaknesses, and those are the things that you really don't have to have, but you go ahead and buy them anyway. 
We just have to remember that old saying, the most important things in life are not things. My wife, God love her, she'll tell you that old impulse shopping is a weakness of hers. And I often accuse her of graduating from the University of Nordstrom's because of all the hours that she's logged in there. But until we put a number on what we spend and stick to it, we just won't make any progress. And the third thing that will do the most is to stabilize your finances, believe it or not, is to simply tithe. God said in the book of Malachi to test me in this, and I'll open up the windows of heaven for you and pour out all the blessings that you need. You see, when our finances are out of control, it's a symptom of an out-of-control life. When we tithe, we demonstrate that we have some control. When we tithe, we make a powerful statement that's meaningful to God and meaningful to ourselves. Tithing makes a statement of gratitude for everything that God has given us. We make a statement of priority that God is first with our finances. And we make a statement of faith in His promise that He's going to take care of us. The Lord won't continue to bless us if we aren't practicing some stewardship. The Lord won't continue to bless us if we are, are not practicing some stewardship and some control over our finances. And as surely as I'm talking to you this morning, I'm talking to myself. I'm asking God to forgive me for some of the unwise and careless decisions that I've made in my life. And I'm asking Him to help me go forward using the wisdom of His Word. And I believe if we will just trust Him, then something good will happen. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. 
That's EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484.